Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. This week, we're actually talking about something that, to be honest, I never thought we'd talk about on the show when I first started it, but it made a lot of sense. Now, we're going to be talking about how to take the stress out of buying your first home. And the reason I say it makes a lot of sense is this is a podcast about well-being, about thriving in life, about uh, fulfillment. And for so many people, buying their first home is one of the biggest steps they'll take in their early life and uh, can also be one of the most stressful and overwhelming, especially if you don't know what you're doing in it. And that's why we've invited a graduate member of BU, Alex Munzer, who is a finance specialist and who is a graduate of our Confidence and Purpose coaching program. I was actually fortunate enough to be his coach and mentor for six months. Uh, We invited Alex in to share his expertise, to share his insight, and to remove a bit of the confusion, overwhelm, and stress from the process of buying your first house. So whether you're someone who is currently saving for your first house, whether you're looking to buy right now, whether you've bought a house and you're looking for your next one, uh, or whether you think buying a house is a pipeline dream, if you've ever thought of having a house that is yours, this is a podcast episode that is definitely worth checking out. And don't forget that as always, this episode is available for free on the Wellness Library. The Wellness Library is the free part of our Pocket Coach platform, which is an e-learning platform filled with blogs, articles, guest experts, videos, and tests that you can take to help you live a life of thriving. It takes something that's normally as intangible as happiness and makes it measurable, makes it trackable, and makes it fun to actually build. So you can take a much more proactive, practical, and fun approach to your mindset, your well-being, and your personal development. You can check that out via the link in the show notes for this episode, and you can listen to this episode in there, as well as hundreds of other episodes and other bits of content that will help you thrive. With that said, let's welcome Alex to the show. Okay, well, mate, thank you again for coming in today. I know we've been looking at organizing this podcast for a while now, and I was away and then rescheduling. We finally got here, which is really exciting. Fantastic. Um, I'm real pumped to have you on the show, uh, not only because, obviously, I had the privilege of being your coach for six months, taking you through our coaching program and seeing you really grow and develop and accelerate yourself as a person, but then seeing what you've done with that personally and professionally has been really cool. And I know... uh, the topic we're going to be diving into today is, I think, not spoken about enough in the context of well-being. I mean, a lot of our listeners might be like, what does buying a, a home or going through that process have to do with well-being? But when you think about it, it is one of the most stressful um, moments in people's lives. It's a big goal for people. It can become quite overwhelming. So I'm really keen to dive into that. But before we do, I'd love to throw to you, give you a chance to introduce yourself to our audience and to our listeners um, and share a bit about what you do and, and why you do what you do. Okay. So my name's Alex Munzer. I'm actually a finance broker in the um, Nelson Bay area. So I basically help people or help first home buyers with their home loan process. Um, what I do, what I exactly do is I, or what I, why I do it, um, is because I love seeing the excitement in first home buyers. They're buying their first home. It's such an exciting process. Um, they're moving straight into it, um, and they're actually moving out of home or actually you know, moving out of their rental property. Um, they're so excited to actually own something, a massive asset in their life. 
So it's a very exciting process and excited for me as well because um, I love seeing that excitement. Exactly. Yeah, and it really does give that sense of, I love that you mentioned, moving in something that they own. It's yeah. an asset, right? It, it's this, this is mine, right? Um, and I know that that's a process that you've just gone through yourself. Yes. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You're in your first place as well. Talk me through that process for you, living it like firsthand. Yes. And did that differ at all or was it similar to your experience of what you see when you do help your clients go through that process? Um, how, did you like learn anything or be, kept, be like, okay, this is actually pretty intense. Like there's a lot to get done here. Yeah. Um, run me through that. So my process when I bought my first home, I was very excited, but I also kept the steps in of what I actually told my clients. Mm-hmm. Or my customers, for example, um, so have a pre-approval in place. That's exactly what I did. Even though I am a like a, a mortgage broker myself, uh-huh. um, I actually had to take that step because I wanted to see how much I could afford. Yeah, um, that's the, that's the main thing: seeing how much you can afford, and then you go and buy a home. And make sure you have the right advice. Um, when I when I guess when I was um, buying my first home, I was trying to scrape in every little dollar as possible because yep. I, I was that excited. Um. But yeah, it was just a, it was a very, it was a very different experience. So I was, I was, I'm, I'm still stressed right now, um, <laughs> trying to organise all the insurances in place. Um, you know, talking to my conveyancer every second because I, did, I some, some things I didn't understand. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was a, it's a very different program um, process, especially adulting they call it. Yep. <laughs> But I was, yeah, it's, it's, um, some of the things I did recognize is, yeah, um, you know, having the right advice to go through. So pre-approval, um, have a conveyancer in place, um, know what property you do want to go for, but uh-huh. not trying to rush things at the same time. Yeah. Cause you want to, you want to make sure you have the right property, yeah. not something that you're like, you know, I'm really excited for this property or, you know, the real estate agent's trying to sell me this, um, you know, and, and just trying to get pressured into buying something you don't want to buy. Yeah. Um, that can often be a bit stressful as well. And so, yeah, I'd love to sort of to dive into that and ask, what are the things you commonly see with people? Because obviously, mm. it's always going to be a bit of a stressful process. It's such yeah. a big decision, right? Yeah. It's a big moment in people's lives, especially to buy that first house. Yeah. Like that's a that's a lot. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of money involved in that. There's yeah. a lot of time, a lot of you know sacrifice and commitment. So it's always going to have that element of stress. Are there things that you see people either do or don't do that unnecessarily add stress to that process where it just becomes messier or more confusing or just a bit more overwhelming than it really has to be? Yeah. Uh, one of the main things is try, trying to ru- trying to rush the process, like mm-hmm. trying to, you know, go into, you know, your, like I say, for example, you inspect a property and people want to rush into putting down their deposit. Yeah. They don't need to. Yeah. That's one of the main things that, that adds a bit of stress on mm. um, is trying to gift up a massive deposit, um, you know, and potentially could lose it. Um, that's one of the stressful things. Um, second stressful thing is probably having enough money to pay for all your legal costs and your government costs. Um, that's another thing that, you know, could add a little bit of stress on because um, no one no one thinks about that little bit of cost at the end. I was going to say, like, I feel like a lot of people are thinking, okay, we're saving for a house. Yeah. We need the deposit. They yes. don't think about what else do we need on top of that. Exactly. Right? There might be lenders' mortgage insurance. There might be yeah. um, 
government costs there might be what's called um stamp duty stamp duty that's what i'm looking for or thinking. you know there's all these little fees or lender lender costs for example yeah. um i know even conveyancing costs can cost a fair bit mm-hmm. but making sure you do have that little bit extra to yeah. put towards those costs because um, otherwise before you know it i mean your equity is starting to get dialed down pretty fast isn't it exactly like yeah you think you've got i don't know maybe a 15 percent stake by the time all those costs are taken out yeah maybe that's now 12 percent stake exactly so probably by having enough enough deposit mm. that can you know that can often um bring be a stress yep um and probably settlement day uh, i find yep. that a lot I'm, I'm a bit nervous for that as well um you know trying to organize all your insurances you know your home and contents um, settlement day, you got to inspect the property just before. So you got to take a little bit of time off work just to go um, inspect the property. Yeah. Just to make sure everything's in order. That can often add a little bit of stress on. Mm-hmm. And so run me through, like there's obviously, as I said, such a big moment and big decision in people's lives. And so much, and the more we talk, the more our listeners going to realize there's so much complexity to it. Yeah. It's not this case of work really hard, save your money, throw a deposit at something, sign some paperwork. Yeah. Done, dusted, you're an adult, you've got a house, right? <laughs> so I know when I was buying my first house, that's literally how I thought it was going to work. I was like, okay, the hardest part yeah. is getting the money, mm. um, which sometimes it is. But then what happens once you've got the deposit can be just as difficult to navigate. Yeah. Right. And the process of actually going and seeking out houses, getting the right ones, getting uh, – I love that you mentioned knowing how much you've got to work with, yeah. right? I know for us buying um, our first house, Chev and I – the best thing we ever did was get that advice and find out exactly what we we're playing with because then we weren't wasting our time at properties that we couldn't afford. Yeah. Um, but it also gave us a really good hardline negotiating stance. It was like, we know that we're not spending more than this. So they're either going to meet us there or end the game. Yeah. What are the, uh, I suppose, steps? Let's, okay, so let's say someone's listening to this podcast yep. and they're like, okay, I've been, I've been saving for, towards a house. And they're just at that point now where they're looking at buying a house. They're not at the point where they've got the full deposit. Yeah. But they're starting to sort of play what's going on. Let's have a look. Let's see where I want to live. Yeah. Um, what are the steps that say that person came to you? What would you start taking them through at that point in the journey? So they've got a bit of savings. They're looking to really drive more. Yep. What's their next moves? So next move. So I would, I would determine how much they would need to mm-hmm. have a deposit. Their borrowing capacity. Yep. Their living expenses, because that's a big one these days. Um, seeing how much you actually can afford, because <laughs> um, you could be you could be spending like a lot of money, like you know, for example, going out clubbing every yeah. every weekend, um, or you know, going out for, you know dinners or lunches um, every 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 day. Yeah. Um, you know that and that does add up a lot. Just seeing how much you can afford um, mm. at the end of the day, because you don't want to be stuck with a, a mortgage and you can't really do the things that you actually like doing. Um, so yeah, we've got this great house, but now, <laughs> now I don't live, right? Yeah, exactly. Now or, I can't leave the house. <laughs> you know, or I can't go get groceries. I have to go live off baked beans yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's really important. I want to highlight that for our listeners. Like, yeah. recognize that yes, it's a big move to buy a house, but you don't want to do it at a full sacrifice of your well-being and lifestyle. Yeah. Yes, there will be sacrifices, definitely, to save for a house and to buy one, but. Like if it, you're right, if it comes to the cost where you're like, we've just scraped into this house, but now <laughs> I'm literally living on, you know, toast and baked beans. Yeah. Is that going to be great for your well-being or your life? Probably not. So I think even just as you said, taking a moment, whether it's as a single or as a, a couple, to have that conversation and to actually look at what do we actually spend at the moment? Exactly. Where's it going? <laughs> right? Exactly. How much money do we have to play with here? 
Yeah, I'll always look at it as having a, a nice little budget. Um, mm. You know, then you can always narrow down the things that you like doing. Um, you have you have money for the home. You have money for savings, mm. even. Because um, the last thing you don't want to don't want to happen is you know something to go wrong at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and you know you've got to you don't have enough funds for that. For example, your car breaks down. Yeah. <laughs> what do you what, what money do you have at the end of the day to go fix that? Yeah. A nice little budget at the end of the day, you know, it always helps. Yeah. Um, you know, then you can go, you know, spend, spend, you know, have a beer with Declan down yeah. the road. Um, you can always do these things that you love doing um, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. It always narrows down to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's say we've got someone listening who's like, okay, cool. I've got a really clear budget. I've been saving for a while. I've got some money in the bank. It's starting to get towards that sizable amount. Yeah. Right. Let's say 30, 40, 50 grand yeah. is accessible. Um what is their next step now? So they're probably a little bit further down the line. They know what they can spend and what yeah. they're currently spending. Well, maybe they don't know how much to spend on a house, but they know what their disposable income is, right? Um, they've got a bit of money from either savings or inheritance or, you know, um, a gift or whatever wherever they've come from, right? Yeah. They come in and they're like, hey, I'm starting to get more serious about this. They're maybe now looking at the three to six months down the line mark compared to the, you know, I'm in the early days. Yeah. What are their sort of next moves? So they can either go a couple options. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they're like nearly close and they're just looking around the market for mm-hmm. those three or six months, we can always go a pre-approval. Okay. What a pre- and now run me through what that is. Yeah. Yes. A pre-approval is basically the a lender that uh-huh. you like to go with. They're offering a great rate that you can borrow as much like, you know, a fair, a fair amount. Yep. Um, they look at your, your pay slips, your income, um, bank savings, etc. cetera, yep. um, just so you know how much you can afford. And yep. they, they assess it based on that, those details. Okay. And they basically say, okay, we go a pre-approval. The next step is they go find a property. Okay. So, right. and then the lender, all that the lender has to do is do a valuation. Yep. Which is basically they- Is um, the house worth what you pay? Yeah, the house worth what you pay. Um, and just a contract of sale, which is, uh-huh. you know, the agreed upon terms and then they're done. You know? So I suppose it almost gives that little bit of extra security and certainty to go, I know that I'm being backed. Yeah. It's not obviously not a secure 100% guaranteed thing, exactly. but it is that like little bit in your pocket of, okay, I know that we're sort of backed for this. So we can go around here and as long as the you know the property is valued at what we're offering. Yeah. Um, then it's a much more likely outcome. I'm imagining if the other option is they've got some money and they just go straight for trying to get the house with no pre-approval. Yeah. I'm imagining there's some risk in there if they're like, yeah, yeah, wait, our heart is sold on this yeah. one. This is the dream. And they go back and the, the lender goes, declined. Yeah, <laughs> declined. We, the... You can't get it, right? Exactly. And I'm imagining that the stress and emotional pressure that that oh, puts yeah. on people yeah. um, is huge. Because no one wants to hear, I got declined. No one wants to hear, oh, you just lost your deposit. All that hard-earned mm. savings. Yep. That that would like that would even scare me. Like even telling the customer, go, oh, you just got declined. Like yeah. you know, and they just put down that deposit. Yeah. The you know the best thing is you know just wait wait a little bit. Yep. You know make sure you, you talk to that communicate with your, your finance person. Just making sure you know they say oh double checking we're approved this amount. Yep. Yep. You approve that amount. Go go make an offer. Okay. And then and then come back to me. We'll get get the formal approval on the way, which is the unconditional. Okay. Um. So that's where it starts to become real serious. Yeah. This is like the this is happening, right? Yeah, exactly. Like we, found, we found a property. We found a house. Exactly. And, and then you can go in exchange. Um. You know, that's always the worst thing. Put deposit down. Yeah. It got declined. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
yeah, massive amounts of stress on that. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be a huge stressful because, yeah. you know, I can imagine people would be extremely, extremely stressed, you know. I'd probably be in tears, like, you know, mm. losing a, a huge amount of deposit. Yep. And Because you just rushed it in. And, yeah. and I love that you mentioned that before, this idea of, like, you don't need to rush, right? Like, you can take a bit of time, explore the market, see what's on there, chat to professionals, yep. get some insight, get some guidance, and... Um, put together a bit more of a strategic plan rather than just running in gun home, <laughs> waving money at a house, right? Like it's like, well, we're going for it. This is happening. Time to buy a house. Like I know even for Shev and I, we're looking at buying our first house and I'm sort of known amongst the BU team as the guy that whatever timeline I say something will take, it's probably three times as long. Right? And I'm like, we can do this in three months. Okay, so we need to budget nine, right? And I was Shev, I was like, we could buy a house in six months. It actually ended up being about a 12 to 18 month journey. Like by the time we actually went through it all, got pre-approvals, yeah. found the right place. We went to a few that were like, just doesn't quite feel right. I think, yeah, you highlight that. That's important too. Like find, it may not need to be the dream forever home yeah. to start with, but you've got to at least feel all right about 100%. having it, yeah. whether it's an investment or something for you to live in, right? If there is that little bit, this just doesn't quite feel right. Or maybe this is stretching us too far financially. Yeah. Having those conversations and being real with yourself and with each other and with, you know, whoever your advisor is or whoever you're working with as a professional, um, I think makes the world a difference. I want to know, now obviously uh, client confidentiality, so I understand completely if you can't give details, but I'm imagining with it being such a big moment, there's been some situations where there's been a few curveballs thrown and a few challenges. Yes. Maybe some the, the banks have changed a couple of things or there's been something that's come up that's like, gosh, oh, now we've got to go back again. Talk me through navigating those and how it feels to finally get the outcome, not only as the professional, but obviously how, how you know, your clients and customers yeah. feel when they when you finally get to call them and go, hey, it's approved. We've got this. Oh, it's exciting. It's yeah, really yeah. exciting because they're like, they're jumping for joy. Uh-huh. Um, and like, yeah, the, I know that at the moment there's like, there's been a couple of curveballs where sometimes, you know, the customer doesn't get that right outcome. Yep. Where we might have to, you know, change a couple of things, or might have to go to a different lender. Um, yep. Just because the policy just changed, and um, you know, things didn't go the way for that customer. Yeah. Because yeah, at the moment, policy is always changing for lenders. Yeah. But it's always exciting when you say to your customer, "It got approved." Yeah. They're always jumping for joy. They're excited. They want to go to the next step. You know, they want they want to sign that contract and get the property the next day. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, do, it does take a bit of time for them to actually get that property. Um. Yep. Because there's a lot of legal implications in place from the conveyancing side um, and the lender side, you know, handing over checks at the end of the day yep. um, or electronic settlement these days. Yep. But go, going from telling your customer to it's been approved mm. and it's been, you know, it's all been sorted, but then you've got a sell, actual settlement day. Yeah. So you've got to wait the four to six weeks. Yeah. So the customer's always excited. Let's go now. Right. Let's go, now. Let's go, let's go move our stuff in now. Yeah. But then there's got to wait the waiting time. <laughs> now tell me, does it? Because I'm actually not very familiar with this at all. I'm wondering if our, our listeners are between getting that approval, yep, and four to six weeks later settlement. Four to six weeks later a settlement day. Is there anything that can go wrong in there, or like big curveballs that can happen in that space, or is it literally just a waiting game? Sometimes there is a couple of curveballs. Okay. Um, for example, the lender hasn't agreed to the settlement date. Okay. So you're running around trying to get them to set like to settle on that date. Yep. 
and they're not they're not ready. They're yep. not ready for settlement. So you're trying to escalate things for that day to happen. Yep. So there's then a couple of curveballs, or the lender doesn't have the right, you know, the right loan documents. Yep. The loan documents are incorrect. <laughs> so there's some there's some of those ones where you know where you've got to act urgently on them. Uh-huh. So you got to go to the customer. Yep. We if the, if the loan contracts are wrong or they yep. they printed up incorrectly. Um, go, you got to go back to the customer. Like, oh, I got to come out back out and see you guys. Um, yep. you know, the the loan contracts are wrong. We have got to re-sign these. Yep. So you're driving out the, that day or the next day or that afternoon, that night, um, after hours even, um, to get them signed to send them straight mm-hmm. back to the lender. Yeah. Or even send them by you know, um, email even. Yeah. They'll accept them. <laughs> yeah. And so this is where I really see, um, and not only in in how Chev and I bought our first house, but really for all of our listeners uh, who are looking at going through one of the biggest decisions in their yeah. life and one of the biggest um, challenges potentially as well, just a great way to take some of the stress off the plate. I'm, I'm going to be a bit cheeky about it and say, take some of the stress off your plate and throw it on Alex's. <laughs> um, right? So is, is it really is, I imagine that the value of what you do is you take on a lot of those curveballs yeah. and you've got the experience and the background and the, and the knowledge to be able to navigate them a bit better yeah. Um, and, and make that process a bit smoother. Like I cannot tell you how many times with our mortgage rate, we just, uh, she took care of it. I don't know what she did. It's, uh, I think it was illegal. It should be, right? <laughs> but it, it was like, it's like, hey, there's been this curveball comp just to let you know. And then she's probably running around crazy in the back end trying to make sure everything's working and getting it fixed rather than us having to do that. You know what I mean? Exactly. We handle all the all the work for you. We, we talk to your conveyancer. Yep. We talk to the lender for you. Mm. We make sure it's all stress-free for you. So like, that's, that's the main thing. It's trying to take that all that majority of that pressure off. Yeah. Maybe it's still a couple of little stressful bits, of course. but we're trying to take that pressure as much as possible for you. Yeah. And we take it home with us at night time. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then get coached by me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, that's a huge amount of, of value in what you do. And I think the other one, because this might sound like a silly question, but I'm, I'm sure there's people listening to this who are wondering it. What's the difference between going uh, through this journey and this process with you or a professional like you compared to going straight to a bank, for example? So going straight to a bank, they might not be available all hours of the day. Uh-huh. I'm available nearly seven days a week, yep. nearly 24 hours. Send me an email and I'll get it done for you. Yep. Um, also having that direct direct mm. um, person that can either explore the market, keep it stress-free for you. Um, so it's just, I guess, taking that added pressure off as well, but also trying to get the best advice as possible. Yep. Some of the lenders are like, they're not, you know, if you go directly, they may not be qualified to uh-huh. give like, exact advice. Yep. Um, you know, we always have, we have to keep our um, continued professional development points up. Yep. And we have to do about 30, like at 24 a year, yep. 24 hours a year. So um, the stat doesn't seem like much, but when you're trying to, you know, when you're adding your, it in, I mean, yeah, yeah, when you're taking care of your customers and all that, it does, you know, add that, you know, bit of time on that you don't really have. Yep. So we're just, I guess, we're trying to get that best advice for our customers. Keeping sort of ahead of the curve. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I know um, for us, like a big thing that we saw um, is if you go straight for the for the bank, obviously they're going to try and sell you their product, right? Like yeah. they're like, like for example, say we're going to go to one of the big four banks. They're probably going to want you as a customer and yeah. want your mortgage. So chances are they're going to sell you on this, which might not be the best deal. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I know a lot of, what you do is, and what your industry does, which is quite cool, is look at the different options. Yeah. Almost have like this, 
this, I, I call it like a draft day, right? You've got all these different options <laughs> on the table and you're like, right, who's going to be the best yeah. you know, team to draft my client to or who's going to be the best person to actually take on this mortgage exactly. and loan us the money? Well, some, some people will even have like a maybe a default, for example. Uh-huh. You won't be able to go to the big banks. Yeah. That will knock you back straight away. So that's, that's so just... So run that. me through some of those like because that's quite interesting. So what are some of the common defaults that might come up? So our tele, telephone company, telecommunications. Yeah, that's that's an often one that comes up a lot. Really? Or credit cards, for example. Uh-huh. Um, there's, there's sometimes ones that definitely do come up. Yeah. And they're actually on your credit file for a long time. Yep. Um, so any current debt or previous debt? Yeah, exactly. I know a big one for us was um, obviously being self-employed made it a little bit more complex and tricky. Yeah, um, there's a lot around that that I know can make an impact. Yes. And again, this is this is what I'm saying. I'm such a fan of what you do for people because it is, as you said, taking a lot of stress and pressure throughout the process off, but it's also trying to make sure they don't just get the result, but they get it in a way that's good for them. Yeah, right. Because you could almost, you know, you. Getting the result is, is part of the battle, but getting a result where you're not then going, shit, I'm locked into this 30-year mortgage that is really poor. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, really shit rates and it's really screwing me over. Yeah, that, that uh, I think that's really valuable in and of itself as well to take that bit of pressure off to go, hey, we're not just jumping into this. We're getting a good option. Yeah. Get a good option for now. Later yep. on, we can get you a better option. Oh, cool. Tell so, me about that. So it's always a short-term solution. Uh-huh. Um, so for example, you have a default um, on your on your credit file. Yep. That, it won't clear until, for example, two years' time. Yep. Let's just we'll go. We'll proceed with a non-conforming, uh-huh. which is basically um, lenders that take a higher risk. Okay. They do charge a higher rate, yep. but it's always a short-term solution. Okay. Um, so you want your first home loan now? Yep. First home now. We'll do a short-term solution with a non-conforming lender. Yep. Then later on, we can refinance you to a better rate. So you're Perfect. not stuck into that option for the whole 30-year term. Yeah, yeah. Because imagine that you know, you're it's at four four point seven percent, for example, yep. and you're stuck. You're stuck in that rate for 30 years. Yep. You know, you know, obviously, you won't be you won't be doing that. Yeah, yeah. There's always an option where you can refinance you to a other bigger bank in that Perfect. period. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Some of a better rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, incredible. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if you if you deal with someone like me, you know, it's um, it's somewhere where we can you know you deal with me ongoing. Yeah, you can't. You know, always we have that good relationship with your customers and making sure they get the good advice along along the way. Um, you know, just making sure they are good until until I stay in the industry for yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. And um, man, let me ask you. We're sort of getting towards the end of the episode. I'd love for you to. For the people who are listening to this, regardless of where they're at in their journey, whether yeah. they're thinking of buying their first house, whether they're onto their second house, whether they're um, really on the doorstep of buying the first one, whatever it may be, what would you say are like the top three bits of advice? And if they could just do that, it makes it infinitely less stressful. Yes. So the first three advices, um, as I said, we were talking about before, is making sure you can borrow them out, or making sure you come and see me first Perfect. before go, going for making decisions. Yeah, uh, it's always the first thing. Maybe sorry, um, see how much you can afford first. Yes, and then make the steps. Perfect. So um, is that pre-approval or something that we spoke about, or? As I didn't say the second option before, yeah. but have, at least have a plan in place. Okay. I'll even sit down with you first, yeah. um, you know, face-to-face or whatever, a FaceTime meeting, you know, yeah. whatever's more convenient for them to make sure they have a plan in place, see how much, what deposit they Perfect. need, how much they can borrow, um, what rate they can potentially get. Yeah. Run through the couple of product options. Awesome. Um, that's probably number one, pre-approval yep. or even have a plan in place. Yep. Uh, number two, 
don't go rush into things. So yeah. that's it's probably best thing. Even have a chat to a conveyancer. Yep. Um, get have at least have a conveyancer in mind. See see how see who you like the most. Yeah. You know, or who can give you the best legal advice. Yep. Um, probably number three. Oh, number three is probably gonna be a biggie. Um, see what property you do like the most. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That that's probably seems like a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, maybe even check out the market, see where you want to buy, really. Yeah. Because, um, you know, don't want to buy in the worst the worst surrounding area in the yep. world, but yep. um, at least buy someone that's nice and affordable for yourself. Yeah. Have, have a look at the market even. Yeah. You know, there's always realestate.com. Yep. Or if you have a friend that's a real estate agent, even ask them. Pick their brain. Yeah, yeah, pick them brain. I love that. Well, mate, thank you again for coming in today and sharing some of your knowledge and expertise. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm really excited because I know that this – as I said so many times in this episode, it's such a big moment for people and to, to give them some more clarity and guidance and just um, tips and tricks from someone in the industry, I think really does make a difference and make it a little bit less stressful. And I really appreciate you coming in and doing that. Well, thank you for inviting me, Declan. Great. Pleasure. Awesome. Yet again, it's an episode that I am very, very proud to have brought to you guys and offered. Um, what a lot of people don't realize is that this podcast is not really backed by anyone. We don't have sponsors. We don't have money coming in from this. I do this because I believe in the power of giving people access to knowledge, expertise, and content that can help them change their life. The tools, tips, and strategies that can really help you grow and develop and thrive. And Alex is a great example of that. So make sure you reach out to him and connect with him, Alex Munzer on Facebook, on Instagram, or any of the social platforms, uh, especially if you are looking at starting that process of buying your first house. Now, talking about giving people access to these amazing tools and tips and strategies and content, don't forget to sign up for the Wellness Library. If you haven't done that yet, you're really cutting yourself short on your growth. I mean, it is 100% free to do, and it just helps you navigate all of the amazing content we put out. So as I said, there's hundreds of hours of blogs, videos and podcasts for you to listen to but you can actually navigate it based on topic so let's say you go in and go right now the thing that's going to help me grow the most and uh, improve my happiness the most in life is if i work on my relationship awesome you can select relationship and browse all of our content about relationships let's say it's health you can dive into that let's say it's finances you can dive into that it is all there in one convenient location for you that is our gift to you so make sure you jump onto the wellness library, you sign up for free. And if you do want to take those next steps forward in your well-being, and you really want to drive your growth, drive your mindset development, and, and really thrive, then make sure you also check out Pocket Coach. For a very low subscription fee, you get access to everything in the wellness library, plus guest experts, plus premium content, and you also get the testing center, which helps you measure and track your growth and your mindset and your well-being and your personal development. So check it all out. It's all in the links below. And until the next time we talk, you know how we do this. Make an impact. Start with self and be you.